Good evening and welcome to another episode of the Power Half Hour Unstoppable Business Owner. I'm your host, Dorothy Odell, for this evening. I'm Before we bring our guests on, I'm super excited to bring Matthew from Sponsor Can on. But before we do that, I just want to say a thank you to what our first sponsor. Today's show is sponsored by Carrie Petruch, the Master Relationship Coach. If any of this sounds familiar to you, then you may want to get a hold of Carrie. My partner never listens to me. We're always arguing all the time. My partner always has to be right about everything. Our relationship sucks. It's boring. My partner never trusts me. And we fight over money all the time. We never agree how to re- raise our children. If this sounds familiar, then definitely go to www.highestintentcoach.com or give her a call or text at 510-593-0524. Because trust me, as a couple, you have the power to change. And for going to Carrie's website, you can also download 53 things that couples can do to have more fun in the relationship. So go ahead right now and go to www.highestintentcoach.com. All right. Thank you to our sponsor, Carrie Petrus, the master coach. Now I'm super excited to bring Matthew on. Matthew, welcome to the show. Sitting there in 102 degree weather. How are you? (laughs) I'm doing pretty good trying to stay cool in here. (laughs) Well, you know, we got to do what we got to do, whether that's sitting on ice or in our truck with our AC on. (laughs) Exactly. You think people up here would design houses with air conditioning? (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think I can live without it. <laughs> uh, somehow I've managed to, and I regret it every year that I don't. <laughs> well, friend, let's see. Let's see if, if there's an AC guy in Washington that can hook up our friend Matthew here with an AC unit. Let us know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It'd be appreciated. <laughs> All right, Matthew. What tell uh, tell the audience a little bit about yourself? What it is that you do. Okay, so I originally was a business developer for like the last 15 years, doing business education, marketing, web stuff, you know, a lot of education. And uh, I, I also did a lot of coaching with a nonprofit here in Bremerton that helped people who were, you know, disadvantaged, who were trying to start businesses and all that. So with a lot of the fun that happened over the last couple of years, I recognized that it was time to pivot into something else, but I still wanted to help people because I found that I really loved doing that. Uh, I realized that it became my thing. And I had been developing this uh, logistics software, basically having been part of that nonprofit for a while uh, and helping people start businesses. I wanted to make it easier for people to start businesses. And I thought I could do that by showing people across the world uh, how commerce is conducted. But I recognized that it's quite a big, ambitious dream. And while I have the minimum viable software working, I thought that I should utilize it for something uh, since it already technically works. And that's what led me into uh, sponsor a can because I needed to figure out a way that we could proactively help in the community. And just it's a hodgepodge of ideas, really, is what it came down to. I Uh, love that. When we we spoke the other night, I was just like, man, this guy has got... Basically, everything that we're involved in over here on Unstoppable Overcovers Productions is like you've hit, whether that be homelessness or definitely working with veterans and, and things like that. So I love what yes. you do. Um, so tell us more about Sponsor Can, because th- this is in, this is 
an insane idea that I absolutely love. And we definitely want to make sure that people understand what it is that you do and how okay. we can further help you uh, with this. Okay. So the basic concept of sponsor can is we needed to figure out a way to finance cleaning up the towns because homelessness has grown quite a bit here in Washington state. It didn't used to exist specifically where I live about 10 years ago. And there really are no ordinances to deal with the problem of the growing homelessness crisis, uh, which is incredible to me. I did not expect this to actually be a problem to this degree. So the goal was in sponsor a can is that we'd get residents and businesses to fund cans uh, so that if in, in business, if you do branding on a vehicle, at least here in the United States, you then have to come up with a whole bunch of special, special licensing and insurance uh, to be able to do that. So I thought, well, if I just put the sponsorships on a can, then anybody could do it. And I thought, wow, okay, so basically I can create a career. So if somebody with a vehicle wants to go and clean up an area, we can give them some cans so they can be compensated for that. Everybody gets the visibility that they want. Or say, for example, they're a homeless person out in a town and they want to clean up. We could give them a can for the day, go out, fill up the can, come back, and we would compensate them accordingly. Right. And how this ties into the logistics stuff, the minimum viable of that is with my website, you can, if you see a homeless encampment or garbage out, or if you see uh, rogue shopping carts, you could take a photo, you fill out the form with your information, and then you can uh, click on get location. And it would just give us all the information we need to be able to provide a service uh, to go clean that up. Wow. So I, you're getting, you're, you're, cre you're creating work for the homelessness yeah. if they want it. You're getting rid of the garbage that's left behind by, well, everybody, <laughs> yeah. not just the homeless. Uh, exactly. Several people that just throw their garbage out the window as they're driving by, which drives me crazy. But anyways, uh, creating, you know, getting rid of the garbage that, you know, our homelessness leaves behind and doing all this all in one. It's like you're getting rid of massive amounts of problems all with one solution. And I love that. Yeah, it, it really didn't start clicking until I went to the Philippines in February of this year. And while I was out there, I didn't know that the Philippines was the sixth most polluted country in the world, according to a couple, you know, articles and all that. And so while I was there, I was like, man, I could really do something about this. So I tested the software in the Philippines when I was there. And then I had a friend in Kenya tested as well. So I know that it's all accurate and that it could work. And that really gave me some wind in my sails to move forward with this. So, <laughs> uh, while I was in the Philippines, I realized, well, maybe I should do the proof of concept, the minimum viable back home and iron out all those small details. And then I can expand it further from there. Uh, yeah. It, and it's like I was telling you the other day, I started talking to the county about two and a half weeks ago. And two hours after talking to that lady, I started getting contacted from the commissioners and then from other you know, municipalities. And it's just been growing from there. Well, that's great, because I was just going to ask, what would it take to get this everywhere in the world? And who who do you need to get that to happen? Uh, well, it's it could really be anybody who's interested. 
figuring out the figuring out the budgeting and all that stuff is a little tough per region. You know, obviously we want to figure out the cost of goods and all that. And what that could be is the cost of the vehicle, uh, the fuel insurance, you know, any applicable insurance or permitting, and then trying to find the sponsors to make it work. We're trying to make it so that when people do donations, we're going to pull the focus point based off of their zip code. I'm not sure. And I, I believe most places have zip codes or they have area codes, but I'm trying to keep it, you know, to North America right now till I figure it out. But I have no choice in the matter and how quickly it grows apparently, because I thought I was going to be months out for most of these conversations to happen. And now it's days. <laughs> Not when it's divinely appointed, my friend. <laughs> yeah, you have no choice. <laughs> you got no choice. Yeah. It's funny because I've been sitting here this week thinking the same thing. I'm like, okay, how can I make this, this, and this work? And now yeah. it's it's not an option of can I? Now it's an option of when it's going to happen. And I'm like, okay, quit dragging my heels. Now it's time to go. <laughs> exactly. So one of the things that I was talking to uh, the commissioner's assistant, administrative assistant, I think is what her title is. And we we're just going back and forth over lunch the other day. And I said, you know, we don't really have a choice. There is no choice to fail. You have to succeed as a business owner. There's no other option. Yeah. So there's no reason to set any conditions for failure. We just have to move forward. Right. I love that. Yeah. No, set no conditions for failure moving forward. Exactly. Otherwise, you're just going to drag your feet and let yourself fail. Ooh. Okay, he just yeah. like stag it to the heart there. <laughs> <laughs> it's been some pretty brutal lessons over the last couple of years. Yeah, so, a lot of brutal yeah. lessons. <laughs> so definitely, one, <laughs> I'm speaking for myself too because I'm. I'm it's been eye opening. It. Do you ever feel that you're in like this time zone? So you, you think you have so, like you just said you have so much time, and then all of a sudden it's just like you're sucked through this vortex where everything is just happening all at once. And you have, you have control, but it's just like, wow, I didn't think it was all going to come through like this. <laughs> yeah. It's, I, I don't believe it's happening, which is really weird to say. I think uh, it's, it's so, yeah, I recognize that I'm going through it, but I don't know that I appreciate the depths of the conversation of, of the situation. Uh, so I do, in order to go out and pay for me to go see if there's shopping carts or garbage that needs to be picked up, I do Uber on the side. And so I meet a whole bunch of people and I talk to everybody about the nonprofit. I'm like, Hey, if you ever see garbage, you know, here's my card and flyer, take a photo and all that stuff. Right. And I've never had so many people who have just been like, Oh, I'm going to pray for this whole thing to happen. And, you know, just be patient. It's all going to work out. You know, you're doing something really good. And I've never had anybody say anything like that to me. And now I'm getting it every day. Because uh, now it's your time. Yeah, I guess. I <laughs> I don't have a choice, though. It just happens. No, yeah. And now I have happened. a board. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a lot of work, you know. And it, it's nice to stumble across something that, you know, well, seems to help me achieve my goals. And then also it will do a lot of good for everybody else. Absolutely. You know, I... When I started my last business, I started it during the 08 recession. And the whole thing was about building business in an economically depressed area. So that has always been on the forefront of my mind. And when I really started getting traction with Sponsor a Can, I was like, man, there's no reason for people to do this for free. 
the garbage problem is not going away. Even if we solve homelessness, there's still always going to be the garbage problem. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, because you can go to a place like the Philippines and see mansions, and then you can see huts next door, and then you see you know the relative issues that go with those areas. So it it just makes perfect sense that it could become a career, and why not make jobs for people or careers for people? I don't want to make just jobs. I, I love that. And you reminded me of when my husband and I were in Dominican. Um, well, actually, my very first trip to, to Dominican it was my very first missions trip back when I just before I turned 40. That was seven years ago. So it was life changing. And you're right. Like you, you're in one area and everything's wonderful. And then the next area, it's nothing but garbage and fields of cattle where they're so skinny, but they're eating garbage because that's people just dropped it on the side of the road. And then yeah. people burn it, which if you've ever smelt burning garbage along with feces, it's the most disgusting. It's not thing pleasant. Ever. I come home with no. a bag and my dad says, What the hell is that smell? Put it in the, the go, go get that clean. And uh, yeah, it, it was pretty ripe. So if you could fix that problem along. <laughs> <laughs> Someday, who knows, you know, the sky's the limit, basically. I'll connect you with Servants Heart Ministries down in Dominican, and then you can connect with them and put your sponsor or can down in Dominican. Yeah, so the way, so in Washington State, I'm really limited by what I can do because the state has allowed a monopoly between waste management. So I have to watch the vernacular I use when discussing business in Washington state, but the sponsor of can is going to evolve uh, abroad. So one thing I noticed when I was in the Philippines was that there are no garbage cans anywhere. You go into the nicest mall there, there's no garbage cans. And yet they have this huge sanitation issue. And I thought, well, you know, we could basically put QR codes on all these cans. And then if they needed to be managed or cleaned up or something, somebody could just snap it. And then with what we already have, we could already go there and clean it up. So I, there's a much bigger conversation to happen over there that I'm hoping to make the connections here in the next week or so. I'm going to reach out to the embassy, but there's no reason why we shouldn't be able to develop an infrastructure to handle something like this. I know that they already have huge grants for working in tier three cities, uh, which would be cities that are, you know, not the ritziest cities, but the ones adjacent to the larger cities in the Philippines. And so that's one of the things that we're looking at. And then that also requires us to build some infrastructure as well as far as communication. So since this software will work out in the middle of nowhere, as long as you have a data connection, we could put this in the middle of, the, of a mountain range and just station it all along the Halsama Highway, which is their really big highway in, on the main island of the Philippines and allow cleanup there. So, and then, so it can obviously work on the Dominican Republic or Puerto Rico, or it can work in Kenya, but Kenya is exciting because I'm already talking to politicians over there who are interested in what I'm doing. You are so amazing. Like, I can't believe this. Like, even from when we spoke the other day till now, there's more going on. So yeah. I, I love it. I love everything. We'll be right back. I just have to do one more uh, sponsor break. One moment. Ladies and gentlemen, are you tired of feeling stuck in your career and in your business? Are you ready to unlock your full potential and have your life like it's a walk on the beach? If so, then listen up, because today's sponsor is 
Today's show sponsor is The Left Foot Coach, an innovative entrepreneurial venture partner that will bring your income and self-expression to the next level. With his established five-pillar methodology, The Left Foot Coach can help you build your solid foundation for success and expand your full potential. If you're ready to unlock your full potential and achieve your dreams, then schedule a free 30-minute inquiry call today by using this Calendly link right here. And trust me, as a client who's experienced his growth interventions already, you will not regret it. All right. So this is exciting news. And I absolutely love what you're doing. And so now I'm getting to the questions that I ask every business owner. And it's so far, it's been the same over 80 some odd episodes. So what are the three things that you have overcome to get to where you're at in business today? Oh, man. It's uh, the first thing that pops into my mind is the willingness to pivot, to recognize, you know, one of the analogies, I guess I would I would call it an analogy that I would use is, and I've used it for a while, is you have an idea of where you want to go, but it's never a straight line. So you just kind of have to imagine yourself like a leaf in the wind and you just get blown around. You know, eventually you're going to hit the ground and you kind of hope that it might be in the direction that you want, but you really have no idea. I couldn't have told you a year and a half ago or even a year ago that this is the direction I would be going. I thought that you know, I would just, I don't even know. I was designing a logistics software to try and compete against other companies and to simplify it and all that. So that <laughs> it's just crazy, you know? And then if I look at it almost 20 years ago, or, uh, 17 years ago, when I started my first business, I think if I could do math, you know, I thought I was going to be doing car performance products forever. And now here I am. And uh, and what's really crazy is that the ideas just keep growing, especially with the with the website. So, and but, I love that. Yes, and with um, with with the way the economy is, we we have to pivot because if you don't, yeah. you're going to be stuck behind. Yes, yeah, so that's a, a lot of the reason why I started this during the mandates and the lockdowns and all that stuff. I watched ninety percent of my clients go out of business, and then eventually, of course, I had to go out of business. And I never, diversification popped into my mind. And I recognized that I couldn't build a business depending on the economy of my own country for whatever reason, you know? So that's the reason why I was like, I need to develop something that could be used everywhere so that I can guarantee, you know, even though I'm doing all this great stuff, I still have to worry about myself and the family that I hope to have and those closest to me. So this was the best thing I could come up with where it would benefit me in the way that I want to be benefited. And then also the byproduct of that is benefiting everybody else who is around within proximity of the services that I'm providing. Mm-hmm. I think is the best way to put that. I, I love uh, that because, you know, no matter what people say, we have to make sure that our families are fed first. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then like, we always, we always want to do more. Right. And and yeah. so I love that you said that because whether it's homelessness or whether it's veterans or whether it's shelter or whatever it is, um, you know, and, and that, that took me a while to, to realize, cause I want to help everybody. I, I would go to the grocery store, pick up one up for us and one for the shelter. And my husband's like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> yeah. 
can we focus on here first and then, you know, the leftover somewhere else? And so I, I finally had to realize that I can't help everybody. <laughs> you can't be a philanthropist without money. Well, that's the thing. That's the thing, my friend. <laughs> right? And by doing, it's real tough. For, by doing everything for free, I can't do more. And that was Correct. the lesson this year. That was... That was a hard lesson to learn. It's a very hard lesson. I mean, that hurt me with my last business. I mean, the the lockdowns were a, a very unfortunate thing mm -hmm. is the word I'll, I'll use for that. Mm -hmm. And I try and look at the, uh, the silver lining of it, it forcing me to close my, biz close my business. At, towards the end of it, I was already really resenting my business because I wasn't growing. And I wasn't doing the things that I wanted to, that I was hoping that it would do. I was hoping that it would give me freedom and I would be happy doing that. And I was making good money, but even then I didn't adjust my rates for 14 years of changes in the economy. I was still trying to keep the same thing because the goal was build business in an economically depressed area. And the part of that is just not having a life, enough life experience. Because when I first started that business, I was 22, 23, right around there. And now I'm 37. So now I've had enough life experience to be like, oh, there's some cycles going on here that I've now seen firsthand. And I got to prepare for that. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, it's You're like I feel like if I went back and I did my business again, I would do it much better with the experience I have because that's how, you know, hindsight is, right? <laughs> well, and I think we all want that. It's like if we could if we could be 17 again, but with the life experience that we had, we would be so much further ahead. But I don't know about you. I don't want to do my teen years over again ever. So. <laughs> no, no, not really. <laughs> Those were brutal and I'm good. <laughs> I go back to my mid 20s. <laughs> 30 was my year. If I could go yeah. to 30. <laughs> Isn't it crazy how like switches just start flipping off? You're like, oh, oh, that makes sense now. Or, you know, just yeah. thing after thing. It was like, oh, wow. Okay. This is clicking. I get this. It, well, it's funny. I had my midlife crisis at 30. Um, and then 40, I hit 40 and 40 was okay. Now I'm approaching 50 and it's just, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I feel I'm like. Really Coming back to it, I've got three more years for to my fiftieth birthday, so I'm just like, okay, I really need to make these next three years like the best three years. <laughs> yeah, my suspicion is is that the biggest difference I'm doing with this business versus my last business is I am not letting the voice in my head dictate everything I do. It's all just been intuition. So I noticed that when I start getting in my head too much, I try to quiet it down and, and then move forward that way. Like, Oh, you know, I need to quiet down. Okay. What? And I just, then I let myself just go do what I need to do without thought. If that makes any, it's hard to explain. Well, and that's funny that you said that because everybody that I've interviewed, the one thing that they had to get over was themselves and their head and their minds, right? Like, oh yeah, because it was it's it's one hundred percent. If you allow it, your your mind will take over and the negative chatter will take over. I one hundred percent agree with you, and that that has been my biggest struggle is uh, the doubt and 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 that and and 
working on that. It, it's now it's a doll roar most days uh, where I just like I can tune it out um, and keep going. But it, it's funny because even Amanda Francis, who makes like a million dollars a month or close to it, says every day she still has to fight that. Yeah, it doesn't ever go away, I don't think. No. You just know when it's happening and then you can shut it off. Yeah. I think, you know, that's what I, I at least try to do. Exactly. Or maybe it's not a million dollars a day. Maybe it's a million a month, a million a month. Yeah. But whatever. It's more than it I'm matter. making right now. It's more than I'm making yeah. right now. So I'm, th so I'm thinking like, you know, wow, that that's something because here we are, you know, um, starting again in our second or third or fourth career, what, however yeah. long it, it takes for us to get there. And uh, if, if somebody who is that more successful can still have that, then at least we've learned to quiet it down early. <laughs> right. The other thing that I've reckon, recently recognized, it's been maybe the last three to maybe last month that I really realized this is I had to stop listening to what everybody was saying because even if something makes sense to your ego, it doesn't mean it's actually the right thing to do because, you know, it's the first time for everybody basically. And just because something worked out for them doesn't mean that it will work out for you. And you all, you really don't know somebody's agenda. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and then also looking at who you're around. So one thing that I've really worked on the last couple months, uh, for actually, I'll just say for this last year is putting myself around people who are doing better than me, which is always good advice in my opinion that I've heard it from a million people. It's like, Oh, you know, you are the common denominator of everybody that you're around. So I've really been changing. It's been hard because I've had to distance myself from people who have been a part of my life for a very long time. But now that I've given myself distance, I've recognized how that close of relationship with them was harming me. Mm -hmm. It wasn't allowing me to grow. It was making me complacent. Uh, I was letting, you know, how could I take advice from somebody who's doing way less than me? Mm -hmm. You know, and then taking it to, yeah, yeah. Taking it as gospel. Uh, I, I'm really glad that you said that because that was one of the other lessons I learned this year too, is just like, okay, what might be good for them? Is not good for me? And, you know, I, I get so far and then I go down a rabbit trail thinking, Oh, well, maybe they are right. And then I spend time digging into that. Meanwhile, if I just would have stayed on the course that I intend got uh, intuitive intuitively was on mm -hmm. to begin with, it would have been uh, a lot better, but Hey, you know, Sometimes God likes to take us on those detours. <laughs> exactly. And the, uh, the biggest thing, well, I would say the first biggest thing was I was overly politically involved. I was around people who were politically involved, which this nonprofit will put me there, but I let their attitude rub off on me. Mm -hmm. And that was making me, I hate to use the word hate, but I was hating everything. And it was putting me in a negative mental mindset. And ultimately, ultimately, regardless of what's happening out in the world, there's, you know, the only option is to succeed. 
So it doesn't matter if there's a war going on on the East Coast. That war may never make it to the West Coast or vice versa. Mm -hmm. So there's no reason for me to not try and, you know, to not succeed. Exactly. You know? In whatever capacity that may be. And, and that's why I quit watching the news because I can't, I can't watch that and focus on the positive stuff that I'm doing because if I do, it will, it will eat my head and I just can't do yeah. that. You know, and, and then people yeah. will be like, oh, well, you know, we're in a recession. This is the biggest person and we're all going to lose everything and we're all going to be homeless and we're all going to be this. I'm like, no, no, quit speaking that over me because right. it's not going to happen. No way, no how. Uh, there's, with the pandemic, the one thing that it did create is we're all on an even playing field and we all have the world as our oyster. We don't have to do business in our backyard anymore. We can do it anywhere. <laughs> right. Uh, that is one of the silver linings of the whole COVID situation is it made everybody realize that the benefit of technology, absolutely. but also recognize the problems with technology and become aware with it. It's like part of the reason why I don't watch news anymore is because I have the ability to make my own deep fakes. I know how to fake all documents. So there's no reason I should trust anything. You know, I know how to build websites so I can make whatever I, whatever propaganda I want. So why would I even allow the possibility of that in my mind, mm -hmm. knowing that that is very, a very real possibility. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, I don't know about you, but I don't need that in my head with everything that I've, I want to create in the world. That's not exactly. I, want. <laughs> I don't want to, I want to be positive. There's no reason for me to not put myself around people who are, you know, positive like you who are wanting to move forward. There's no reason to acknowledge the negative. We're all aware that it's there. So why not, if we're going to speak spells on, upon each other, it might as well be that of positivity. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that you said that. It's it's surrounding yourself with with a tribe that will bring you to the next level. And if you're the smartest person in the room, then you're actually the dumbest. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah, if you acknowledge that. Yeah. I've, I've been having to work on being becoming humble. You know, that's been my lesson the last three years. OK, you don't know everything. You have no idea. So I just tell people, I'm like, I don't know anything, you know. It's just like with this, it's like, ah, you know, I figured some stuff out and I put it together. I don't really, you know, oh, it works. It's great. <laughs> right. Right. I love that. I can't believe this half hour has just gone by like that. It's, it's, yeah. it's funny. Oh, but thank you, Matthew, for coming on and sharing about uh, Sponsor Can. I can't wait. I, I want to do it. Normally I do like a follow up with people like bring them back on a year from now. I want to bring back you back on in like six months from now, because I already know that, that where the conversation we're having today is going to be like, you're not only going to be in the Philippines completely in, in Kenya, you're going to be like everywhere. I just know it. That's awesome. I appreciate the opportunity. I, I appreciate you letting me come on here. I'm glad that we were able to build this friendship here. And, you know, I think that, you know, like we were talking about the other day, I think you and I will probably be doing business in the future, Absolutely. you know, and, you know, figuring stuff out. There's no reason why it shouldn't happen. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. I'm all about that. It's the year. If the last two years have been the year of collaboration. You help people yeah. get what they want. You get what you want. It's all great. Uh, but yeah, I can definitely, I can definitely see this going. Uh, we're we're going to get it into Canada. We'll get your cans over here. Uh, well, <laughs> We'll talk to our amazing mayor over here, 
Mr. Drew, Dun uh, Drew, I forget his last, I thought it was Duncan, but maybe it's not. Drew something anyways. We'll, we'll get him, we'll get you talking to him and let's see what we can do. Because, I mean, this is an amazing idea. Um, yeah. Let's get you all, ar all around the world. I, it'd be awesome. I'm ready to go do it. And Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to say. It's all new to me. I don't know. <laughs> Let's go do stuff. <laughs> Very humble, man. Let's just go do it. We don't know what we're going to do, but we're going to change the world together. It's funny. Exactly. I didn't realize it, but two years ago, I did a, um, a vision board, a little side note, and I had taken things out of a magazine and it was uh, the mission is to change the world. And I didn't realize that I took it off the old board and I put it on my desk right so that if i'm actually at my desk i could see this this thing and i didn't realize it until the other day that it was still there and it's funny because my my business partner the other day says oh you know what you're up to create may not even happen in this lifetime i said bite your tongue that's it's going to happen in this lifetime i'm going to see it come to fruition uh and she said well maybe we're just supposed to start it and then you know our family's supposed to carry it on and i'm like oh dude we're in trouble if i leave it to my family exactly. <laughs> right i guess that's the selfish part of me is that i want to get it going in my lifetime right exactly you know, but there's no reason for it to not work out i mean that's just the negative voice in your head and see that's another example of somebody saying you know something negative there's i mean we have a random billionaire who developed a payment gateway system to, and now he's trying to fly people to Mars and, you know, he built Tesla and all that. I mean, or, you know, you could take any number of examples of people who are very wealthy and very successful, world renowned, and they obviously disregarded any of the negative nonsense. I mean, there's some stuff you have to address and that's just part of the job, basically. Right. And so why not just aim for the most and see what you get? I love that. I'm going to remember this conversation in those moments that I'm like, what the hell am I doing? Why did I decide to try and be the next Oprah or beat Joe Rogan and his stats? Like, why would I even attempt right. to do anything like that? <laughs> yeah. I guess I'll leave it like the, the best example I have is I used to really be into bodybuilding in my early 30s. And there was a huge debate of well, you know, you have all these people who are saying that they're natural bodybuilders and all that. And then it was coming out that they're doing testosterone and uh, all that stuff. And ultimately, even so, if you're an all natural bodybuilder, it really doesn't matter if that's your idol and you and that's who you want to try and work out to be. And they're doing steroids and all that. It doesn't matter because it's still giving you a goal to aim for. So you might as well just continue to try and go for it. You, and you may know that they're doing steroids, but why not try and get as close as possible? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. And you're right. Look, look where Oprah started and look where she's at today. Look where yeah, she got fired from the news channel that she was at, I believe. Right. I heard for the very, for the first three years, one of my friend's family members used to work for her. And they said, man, that woman, I would want to work for her. But I mean, obviously she had to change change too like she grew obviously right and look where she's at today one of the most well-respected women in television um you know billionaire yeah things helping the world has her own has her own uh, what do you call that production company and and things like own. that yeah own 
has her own own. So yeah, it's it's just like why limit yourself? Why why do that? And if I get caught up in the how tos and I and I'm like okay. Well, there's a Google search bar and smart people like you, I could tap into to help me get to the next level. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, and I struggle from procrastination all the time. Like it, but I think I recognize, I recognize that my procrastination is fear of success. That's, that is, so, that is the thing, real thing. That is a real thing. I, I, got through that last year. Now this year it's busting through everything else. Mm -hmm. Like I, I'm like right there. <laughs> I can feel it. God's just like, okay, buckle up now. Now's yep. your time. <laughs> I think that's, I think that's what we're both experiencing right now with our, with our businesses. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we, we have no option, but to succeed in your Exactly. Work. So we will go forth and do this. <laughs> Yeah. As long as you make one step every day, that's all that matters. And remember, 100% of one day is not the same as 100% of another day. As long as you gave it your 100% of that day, that's all that matters. Because then eventually you're going to get there, right? At least that's what I hope. <laughs> 100%. Exactly. <laughs> and I'll leave you with this. My 100% may be your 10% or vice versa. So we need to get rid of the expectation and just go with it. Exactly. It doesn't really matter what anybody else is doing. If we happen to be able to parallel each other at any given point in time, there's a reason for that, right? Yeah. So in that time, hopefully we're bringing each other up rather than putting each other at a disadvantage. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So. But we're all in this together. So go to sponsoracant.org right now and go check out Matthew's website and let's see how we can help him. What's the, what's the best way that we can support you right now, Matthew? What is it that you need um, from us or our viewing audience or what is, if I was a fairy godmother and you needed three wishes, what would your three wishes be? <laughs> Uh, just any regular donation would probably help us get the ball rolling right now. We've had $30 donated to us. So that's our operating budget at the moment. Uh, we have the sponsorships sponsorship page. It's up uh, because of the way the software is at the moment. It's not allowing me to do recurring payments monthly. So I have to do it annually. Uh, but right now I'm trying to set it up so that the lowest one will pay for one tank of gas over a year at the current rates that they are. Mm -hmm. hoping they don't go up any higher. And then the other one is paying for us to basically go out one day per month for at least two hours, depending on labor. You know, there's always an asterisk, you know, mm -hmm. but, but it's just trying to get it to where we can at least turn the truck on, go do stuff for a little while. It, I don't expect it to, you know, operate fully off of sponsorships. I mean, it would be nice. I, it's really tough. Donations would help the most. We're still working on applying for a 501c3. Uh, I have about 12 months to finish that right now. And what I've done is I decided that I'm going to, while I feel confident I could fill out the forms, I've elected to go with a group that has 100% success rate doing the paperwork. And I would rather have that confidence in the paperwork than me doing it. Right. So we have our financial goals and I'm hoping to get that all listed up on the website here in the near future. And then just getting the word out and going, regardless of wherever you are in the world, 
just snapping photos and showing that there's an of the garbage or homeless encampments or carts uh, so that we can uh, substantiate the need for something like this. Right. So there you go, folks. This is what Matthew needs. So if you could provide any of those three things, please do so. Go to sponsoracan.org right now and go check that out and see how you could be of service to him and his organization. And thank you so much, Matt, for coming on. I mean, this has been an absolute pleasure getting to know you uh, and hearing the passion that's in your voice for for helping everybody. Uh, So thank you. Thank you, Dorothy. I really appreciate the, the time, the opportunity. It's it's really great. <laughs> I sincerely appreciate you. Oh, thank you. And you're welcome. <laughs> and with that, folks, be unstoppable in all that you do. And don't forget, same time, same channel next week. Bye for now.